The 2023-24 season is officially underway. The Louisville men's basketball team played their first exhibition game of the season, defeating Simmons College 91-50. to On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to discuss the initial takeaways of the performance, Kenny Payne's thoughts, and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college while using the promo code locked on college to get a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. As always, I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On Global Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Well, the season is unofficially, officially begun as Louisville played their first of two exhibition games on Wednesday evening, defeating Simmons College 91-50. to We'll talk about our initial thoughts, Kenny Payne's thoughts on the results will also discuss why the team needs to play the true freshmen significantly. We will go through and talk about why each of the incoming freshmen, Tyler Johnson, uh, Caleb Glenn, Dennis Evans, and Curtis Williams all need to play a significant role for the Cardinals this season. Um, so in terms of initial thoughts, I, I think, We start to get into an interesting um, debate when we discuss exhibition games. Personally, for me, I feel like it's hard to have too significant of takeaways following exhibition games for a couple of different reasons. Number one, um, most of the time in an exhibition game, you're playing against vastly inferior competition. Number two, it's extremely early. So, there's going to be some um, rust issues, some chemistry issues, etc. And three, from an overall sense, not even from a rust standpoint, but it is extremely early. So I think it's kind of early to uh, say one thing or another. Um, you can have some takeaways uh, based upon player performance, but you still have to take things with a grain of salt due to who you're playing with it only being the first time that this team has played someone other than themselves in practice. So personally for me coming into this matchup, I was thinking to myself, you know, this is an extremely divided fan base right now when it comes to men's basketball, you're either all the way supportive of Kenny Payne or you're not seemingly right. I mean, obviously there is um, a good amount of people in the middle ground that are in the wait and see approach for year two. Um, but there are a lot of people that are either fully aboard the Kenny Payne train or uh, got off of that train. So personally for me, I feel like you weren't going to get much of a different opinion than what you already thought after this game. You know what I'm saying? It, it, so for you know more of a clarification, if you came into – this offseason or this season, if you're going into this season saying that, you know, I believe in Kenny Payne, I believe in this team, they're going to be a lot better than they were last year, then you're probably going to exit this exhibition game thinking the same exact thing. And 
playing vice versa as well. If you were not sold on Kenny Payne, there's probably something or there's probably, you know, not much opportunity or not much, um, you know, willingness to say, yeah, the exhibition um, changed my mind. You likely did not change your opinion on the team, nor should honestly that be expected because it's an exhibition game. It's still early on. Granted, the Cardinals did what they needed to do to win the game. I think in the first half, we saw the slow start, which sort of um, you know highlighted how this team can, needs to continue to grow. But we saw at the very end of the first half on the 24-1 to run to end the first um, half of play showed that I think that this team is definitely more talented than it was a season ago. I think that there's more meaningful depth on this year's team than there was last year's team. But Kenny Payne will even tell you the performance last night was not good enough. Granted, it was good enough to win the game. But when you look at the matchup, when you dive underneath the surface and actually look at the performance from an analytical point of view, it really wasn't all that great of a performance. 13 assists to 22 turnovers. Now, like I said, a lot of this poor play can be... Uh, contributed to rust. This is the first time this team has played against other competition. It's early on. You can't expect there to be a finished product um, in mid-October. It's just not going to happen. It might not even happen until ACC play, which is not some new phenomenon in college basketball or even sports in general. But if you're playing the devil's advocate, you could also say, well, the team is playing Simmons College. And this is no disrespect to Simmons whatsoever, but historically – it's it's a pretty not good program, let's put it that way. Um, but don't get me wrong. I love that Kenny Payne and um, Jerry Eves and company scheduled this game for the city of Louisville um, and for the community. I think that this is a um, – I thought it was a great opportunity for the 502 to be able to come together. Um, I just thought it was a, a pretty solid event. I thought um, – you know, I liked that Simmons – and um, now Kentucky Wesleyan in the second exhibition are the two opponents in exhibition play. So, um, but like I said, there's two schools of thought, and I think that they're both true. I think that you can say that um, the performance was a, a little rough due to rust, uh, due to still trying to build that chemistry, etc. But you can also say that it was not good enough against uh, a team like Simmons, who is nowhere close to the level of talent that Louisville has. I think Louisville won by 41 points, a lot of it because of the talent that they have. Um, now, if, if you feel differently, um, if you feel like the performance is being criticized um, more than it should be, well, tell that to Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne, in his post-game press conference, essentially came back to the point that this performance, look, it, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that inspiring. The first thing that he mentioned was he was hoping that the urgency would be there in this exhibition, and it just wasn't there. Um, another thing is the assist-to-turnover ratio. The Cardinals did not move the ball around enough, um, and they turned the ball over and were pretty careless in the first half. That was the the term that Kenny Payne used, careless, carelessness and unforced. When talking about the Cardinals' 22 turnovers, um, Simmons went on to score 20 points off of those turnovers. Um, and Louisville had five assists in the first 
um, however many minutes, and four of those were from Sky Clark. These are things that Kenny Payne pointed out in what he wants to change moving forward, how this team needs to get better is they need to be more um, careful with the basketball in their hands, making the right decisions. Decision-making seems like it's going to be something moving forward. A couple of things else, we, we talk about the lineup and, and where this team is um, in terms of rotation. He said it, the lineup is fluid right now. Um, he is looking to see who's going to step up for this team that he can trust moving forward. Uh, the evaluation process, in his words, is still going on. Now, chemistry, um, I forget. I think it was uh, Matt McGavick of Cardinals uh, Sports Illustrated that uh, coined it as ebbs and flows in terms of chemistry, and Kenny Payne agreed with that, essentially stating that um, you know it's going to take some time for, for this team to uh, be able to gel. But, um, you know, he was not hesitant in calling some of the veterans out and trying to make sure that they were accountable. Um, as much praise as he had for Dennis Evans, he said he was disappointed in Brandon Huntley Hatfield and Emmanuel LaCora for because of their lack of assertiveness and dominance at that position uh, and the tentativeness for both of those guys um, at this point in time. He talked about Curtis Williams um, and the difference between the red-white scrimmage and what he saw against Simmons. He said that he played more in rhythm, didn't force the shots. He has to improve as a passer, but nonetheless still looked better. Curtis Williams had a game-high 15 points, uh, very solid. Um, another thing that he mentioned was how poor the team was in defending the paint. Uh, 30 points for Simmons in the paint with Louisville having more size down low. So um, I think that the the main takeaway here was that um, it's an unfinished product that we're going to see on the court. If you came into this matchup thinking that Louisville was going to, um, you know, be absolutely lights out offensively, I think that, you know, it's it's a little bit uh, ambitious in terms of thinking, uh, but it was against a vastly inferior opponent. So I can understand why you would say that, well, it just wasn't a good enough performance against a bad team. And Kenny Payne said that himself. So, you know, if anything, know that the coaching staff views this the same way as the fans do. I think that there were some small positives to take away. There were some negatives to take away. Personally, like I said, it's hard for me to look at an exhibition exhibition game or even a second exhibition or the first week or two of the season and start to make concrete takeaways uh, from the uh, level of play because it's just so early. So that's something to focus on. But one thing that I will say that I have believed from the beginning that I believe even more after Wednesday and that is that the true freshmen should play. We're going to talk about why all four should play some sort of significant role this season. We'll begin with Curtis Williams and Dennis Evans. We'll do that here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including professionals and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Um, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. T I've honestly been testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season, and it's been the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few 
taps. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for your first deposit match up to $100. Once again, prizepicks.com slash locked on college with the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. While we're talking about basketball, don't forget that Locked On is continuing to kick up our football coverage with the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications. The conference rivalry games will also going in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to stay tuned. Okay, we're starting to dive into the argument as to why all four of the incoming freshmen should be playing at least some sort of a significant role for this team this upcoming season. For a general sense, I think that um, a lot of the talent um, upgrades came from the underclassmen that got brought into the program. And this is no disrespect to the players that transferred in, that returned, but I felt like the four players that Louisville has brought in are very talented guys that can find their role sooner rather than later. We saw Curtis Williams look like the best player on the court against Simmons College. Granted, everything we say has to be taken with a grain of salt due to the lack of competition that they're playing, but Kenny Payne said it. He played in rhythm, which it checked out. You watched how he played it. He didn't necessarily force shots. The jump shot looked smooth. The mechanics were there as well. Um, I buy into the defensive upside, To um, He had 15 points. He was 3 of 4 from behind the arc, had 5 rebounds. This was a player coming out of high school that um, had sort of polarizingly different shooting numbers between different sessions of the um, – Nike EYBL AAU circuits. There were there were some games and some weekends where he looked like an absolute lights out shooter, and then there were other days where he just simply could not buy a bucket from behind the arc. So to see the three point shooting look solid this early on, I, I think it's extremely encouraging moving forward. I think that the two way potential there, not only the ability to maybe be a three level scoring guy but also the defensive upside as well. I think that he could end up being one of Louisville's best on-ball defenders. And that is saying a lot when you have guys like Trey White, Mike James, um, and company at that sort of same position, that there is going to be an interesting spot um, or there's going to be an interesting situation that Kenny Payne's going to find himself in is trying to deviate the playing time for these guys. So um, I, I don't necessarily know that he's going to be a starter um, you know, this season now, granted, you know, there are a couple lineups that we'll talk about, you know, as we lead up to the season that I think could benefit with Curtis Williams in there, but I think he's going to be a guy who could be a sixth man or seventh man off the bench to where he's giving you solid minutes to where he's playing a good amount of the game. Um, but it's veterans that are in front of him in the depth chart. Currently you're looking at Trey White you're looking at Mike James as the two that we're focusing on specifically playing alongside of Sky Clark. But there definitely is an avenue for uh, Curtis Williams to be able to rise into that role as well. But nonetheless, starting or not starting, I think that he needs to be a guy that gets a ton of time um, you know, on the court because of that 
potential of if the three-point shot is there, I think that it really helps this team. The Cardinals yesterday were 43% from behind the arc, 8 of 19 shooting. Granted, it's one-game sample size, so you cannot put too much stock into the statistical numbers here. But I think that if the shot's falling, Curtis Williams could be one of the best players on the court for Louisville at any given time. So that's something that we need to look forward to. Um, he is the one player that I think coming into the offseason, uh, coming into the preseason, when we talked about who was going to fill out the remainder of the rotation. I was a little bit um, you know, kind of confused because you had – Caleb Glenn, you had Danilo Jovanovic, you had Curtis Williams. I'd been hearing a ton of great things about all three, but mostly about Curtis um, and how well he had been uh, transitioning from the high school game to the college game. So that is um, seemingly checking out for Louisville early on in exhibition. Dennis Evans also got the start with Curtis Williams. Um, he finished with nine points. He was four of four from the field had two blocks and nine rebounds. It was refreshing to see uh, Louisville forward be able to rebound the ball and dunk it. Um, as sort of basic as that sounds, it's been some issue of assertiveness at the rim for, for the Louisville Cardinals over the past X amount of years. But I thought they got good um, – I thought they, they got a good level of play from Dennis – um, I liked his ability to run the floor in that game. I was, you know, wondering how well he was going to be able to handle transition play from Simmons. I thought he did a good job of protecting the rim. Um, and he was effective around there, obviously four of four from, uh, the field. I think that I'm not sure that he's going to start right away, but the comments that Payne made about a core four and, um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield do make you wonder, um, just how safe those starting spots are in the front court alongside of J.J. Trainer. So there definitely is an avenue to where we do see Dennis Evans potentially starting early on this season, especially with um, his ability to you know, block um, at the rim. I don't look at Brandon Huntley-Hatfield as a true rim protector, although I think that a core four, despite not being the tallest guy, with his wingspan could fill that role, especially with his energy. Um, but... Evans, like Curtis Williams, even though even if he does not start or even if he doesn't start right away, I expect him to play a good amount of minutes with his length, with his size, and with his ability to finish around the rim. Now, the main thing is, is he going to be able to play efficiently and be a plus <coughs> in the box score when he goes up against better athletes, stronger and larger athletes in the um, – you know, in opposing front courts. So that's something that uh, I want to see. And we probably won't see that until early on in the season when you go up against uh, some power five teams. So um, Curtis Williams and Dennis Evans were two bright spots of the exhibition game uh, against Simmons college. Hopefully they are able to build off of those solid individual performances. But I think that both of those players need to be the need to be guys that see a good amount of time moving forward in the um, not even in the early part of the season or not just in the early part of the season. I'm talking about the season in general. I know that there's going to be growing pains, that there's going to be issues of, you know, learning curves that they're going to have to learn on the fly. But I think that, um, you know, they're some of Louisville's most talented players. So that's something um, that we have to look at pretty specifically under a microscope moving forward. But there are two other freshmen 
Tyler Johnson and Caleb Glenn, who also had very solid performances against Simmons. We will talk about both of those here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at Jace Medical. Um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. The Jace case has you covered with a personalized emergency medication kit that came, uh, that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Like I said, customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Um, you can also buy a gift card for family or your loved ones so that they can get a Jace case on their own. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings and those recent efforts. They added um, uh, Ivermedicine as an option in the Jace case. Go to jacemedical.com and enter the code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. Once again, that's the promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. Okay, heading on into the final segment of this Locked On Louisville Basketball Exhibition Result episode. That was a that was a tough way to say that. But um, for the remainder of the week, like I mentioned, we are going to continue to discuss the men's basketball team. Um, so be sure to stay tuned to tomorrow's episode. Um, but to conclude the show, two other freshmen that played pretty solid against Simmons College, Caleb Glenn, the Louisville native, had nine points. Um, you know, he's been known as a tenacious player on both ends, a solid rebounder, very, very strong, um, sort of in the, the Dwayne Sutton build, you know, being six, 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 seven, uh, but playing larger than that size. Um, I think he's more of a forward as to maybe Dwayne was more of a guard in essence, but regardless, I felt like he had a very, very solid performance. He's going to be a player that I think he is college ready in terms of his physicality, in terms of his frame, in terms of his rebounding ability. If the ball handling and three-point shooting continue to improve like I saw all throughout high school as the announcer at Mel High School, um, I think that he is definitely in line to have a solid um, role for this team. I think that it's probably, um, as maybe Curtis might be in line to potentially be a starter, I think that Caleb Glenn is going to potentially be in that second rotation, in that second unit, being a spark off the bench and not allowing that intensity to drop off. You know, Kenny Payne talked about urgency, talked about intensity. I think Caleb Glenn is a player that uh, brings that type of energy every single time he steps foot on a court. So um, I would look for him to have a solid role moving forward as well. Uh, Tyler Johnson is a player that uh, a lot of people were kind of interested in seeing because he was a late addition to the team, uh, just got ruled eligible about a month ago. Um, he played 16 minutes on Wednesday evening. He only had um, seven points, but at times he looked like the best facilitator on the court. He did turn the ball over four times, but um, it is what it is. Had four rebounds, had two assists, shot the ball two of three from the field, one of two from the three-point line and made both free throws. I think that, honestly, personally, he probably has, I mean, it, it's right there with Sky Clark, uh, the best vision on the team. It's really going to be a point of emphasis to have that facilitation ability in the second unit. He's going to probably be the backup point guard for the Cardinals. Um, he's going to be another player that you know has to, 
um, you know, be able to, you know, not turn the ball over as much as he's done in the past. But, you know, he has a ton of speed, a ton of quickness and agility. The main thing for me with these freshmen are being able to buy into the system for Kenny Payne. Now, the main thing for the fans that we're focusing on is what is the identity of this team moving forward on offense? Is this a team that's going to play, you know, high low? Are they going to be a three-point shooting team? Are they going to work the ball down to the low block and play everything off of that? That's going to be something that we had to focus on. And then defensively, are we going to see more of an aggressive team that likes to press, that likes to run, that likes to try to utilize transition ball? That's something that these are questions that I'm interested in because to really talk about the roles of these four freshmen specifically and individually, we have to really identify what this team's uh, tendencies and system are on offense and defense. And that's not something that we're really going to be able to figure out until a little ways into the season when we start to see this team continue to play together. So um, that's going to be uh, it for this episode of the show to find uh, the Locked On Global podcast on all streaming services. Pay attention to this graphic. Just a reminder that the show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.